0: You don't know my
1: To talk about, uh, this is a bit of a new dynamic in this here football year. Not used to having a conversation about a loss, but like Alex, I don't know about you, man, but like I have kind of been looking forward to this all day. I've I've had like I've had small conversations with people. You know, I've I've listened to a little bit of the people's uh, yep. of the opinions. But um, I still feel pretty fired up from last night. So uh, I know you were there. Yep. So yeah, how's how's your day going, Alex?
0: Yeah, well, I'm I'm super excited to do this episode. We missed last week. Life just got a little bit crazy. The Thursday night game kind of threw our schedules off. So, uh, okay, recap of the Texans game. Whoop that butt. Run defense was bad. Is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, like the, the game was electric as you would expect to be. Uh, Monday night football is always exciting. You got all the... Big guys there, you got Robert Griffin and, and Troy Aikman and everybody, you got the Skycam, you got the media, you got helicopters and everybody. We all went into the stadium thinking we were going to be 9-0 and by the time we left. And unfortunately, the commanders out of all teams gave us our first L. I am happy we're talking about this live. I haven't given anyone my opinion yet. I left the stadium yesterday, and I had 683 text messages because <laughs> everybody wanted to tell me how that they were feeling yesterday. Uh, so at least this week we got something to talk about, man. I think a lot of people are really interested in what we have to say about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was a very humbling night, um, <clears throat> but i I think that if we learned one lesson, Alex, it's that it just goes to show you if we do not record a winging it podcast. Uh, we're 0-1. The only weeks that we have not recorded an episode is the only week that the Eagles have lost. So now I think that we owe it to ourselves and to our team to make sure that we get these episodes recorded each week because that might have just, that might have been what held the Eagles back from from being able
0: to take down a team they should have beaten. My wife said the last two games she's gone to, they've been nothing but L. So maybe she's just bad luck there. (sighs) I don't know. All right, so let's just let's just do it. Let's just go right into two up, two down. I'm going to kick us off with this one. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. All right, everyone. So not too many positives to really take away from yesterday. But I think the one thing I want to emphasize is if I had a fire alarm uh, sound effect, I'd be playing that right now. We don't need to be sounding any fire alarms right now. Jalen Hurts. And I feel like our offense is just fine. Everybody needs to relax. And I actually think the fan base has actually been pretty uh, okay, not okay with the loss. But when was the last time we started eight and one? This is this has to be what the the first time in history we've ever been eight and one. I actually think that this has been a very humbling experience for us. I got to say, I loved Jalen Hurts' response and when he talked to the media afterwards. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, he basically said that hungry dogs run faster. The team's been fed. They let their eyes off of it. They weren't as hungry. This is a humbling experience. And statistically, teams that start out undefeated do not go on to win a Super Bowl. There's actually a 98% chance that if you go undefeated, you will lose the Super Bowl. It's only happened one time in NFL history. So statistically speaking, we're actually more inclined to win a Super Bowl now because we lost a game. But first up is Jalen Hurts and the offense and everything that we're worried about is fine. His stat line is fine. Everybody is A-OK. Yeah.
1: Sorry, i having mutant troubles here. Yeah, I... Uh, it, you know, I I feel like even Jalen taking that approach. Obviously, he's go he as the leader of the team. He is going to say, and he really has been saying all of the right things. Um, it, it's kind of a sh- I, I'm not going to say it's a shame, but it's a little ridiculous almost that he has to be the one. Well, no, all I'm what I'm trying to get at is that Jalen did not play poorly at all. He nope. is he's being a complete team player and standing up for his teammates and basically saying like, yep. yeah, we weren't hungry enough. He's not speaking for himself because he went out there and he balled and he, yep. he played well enough to win. Uh, there's a lot yep. of things in that game that he did not have control over. And we'll totally get to it. Yeah. And we'll get to it. So yeah. uh, again, that just kind of speaks to Jalen's leadership, him saying the right things, him setting the right example, him being a good teammate and uh, just more reason to love
0: the guy. Yeah. So, so then going into my second up, Um, and this is a little bit of a take that may be a little bit original to me, but I say this all the time. I am not worried about our DBs whatsoever, whatsoever. And you look at these big flashy teams, the chiefs, the bills, the Vikings who we played They are these past first offenses. It's sexy. It's great. You see big plays happening all the time. That doesn't scare me at all. If you put us in a game against the Bills, which they had a crushing loss to the Vikings, probably the most insane game I've ever seen. Easily game of the year. Easily game of the year. Um, I, it, it, it does not even phase me a little bit. What does phase me are the running teams we have upcoming. We're going to see JT this weekend. We're going to see Aaron Jones. We're going to see King Henry. We're going to see some of these running teams. That is a little bit concerning to me. But our defensive backs are elite. CJ caught another interception. He leads the interception. Can you believe that? Can you actually believe that he leads the league in interceptions right now with 6?
1: I have to I have a question for you on sure. this because we I do feel like we, you know, I'm just being devil's advocate here. I think as Eagles fans, we have been um, you know, we we have called Trayvon Diggs overrated because of his interception numbers or leading the league in interceptions doesn't necessarily mean he's a shutdown corner. So when I just see that number, I think it's like an awesome accomplishment. Even when we had Asante Samuel, he was always one of the leaders in interceptions in the NFL. He made Pro Bowls. But does that mean...
0: Here's the difference. Yeah, go ahead. Here's the difference because I know know what you're getting at. I'm actually happy you said it because this is my point. If we made Taylor Heineke have to be in a position where he threw, that would make you feel so much better than the five yards he was getting on the ground, on the ground, on the ground. The, the um, commanders had a total time of possession of 40 minutes and 24 seconds. That's insane. 81 total plays compared to our 47. The time of you possession know, was won by them. If you know, we were in uh, a position where we scored and Heineke had to throw, you would have felt much better about the end of that game because you know it's not happening. It's just a totally different dynamic. Yes, I know the Trayvon Diggs thing. He's also a Cowboy, so I don't like him, regardless of what he does. And I'm always going to find flaws in what he does. Yeah, but that's that's my argument there. <laughs> yeah, and
1: and you just said 40 minutes over 40 minutes of time of possession, Alex. There's only 60 minutes in a football game. To have the ball for two thirds of the game is something that is so so difficult to do. So my first up on that note is despite doing everything in our power to actually give that ball game away the fact that we really still had a chance yes, with probably 3 did. minutes left in the game hey i'll take it um it's really unfortunate and and we'll get into the lows you know the we have we i think it's safe to say that we are you know we we beat ourselves so i don't want to put a lot of the blame on, on the refereeing, even though I think that there is a lot that we can say about the refereeing, which we yeah, will get I, into. I want
0: to talk about the refereeing. Yeah, yeah I have a so, question for you on that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah,
1: so um, so without getting too deeply into that, the fact that the Eagles had the ball for one-third of the game and, you know, unfortunately, just had way too many drives come... Sh- we, we we lost three fumbles. That's a hard thing to do. For That's just... Especially for a team that has not turned the ball over at all this year. So uh, we lost the turnover battle four to two, and we still ended up being in the game at the end. So, hey, take it for what it is. Um, we kept that the last turnover
0: wasn't really a turnover, though.
1: <laughs> you talk about
0: Goddard. Uh, No, the the pass to Smitty and they ended up scoring on that. Was that – that was considered – I uh, guess, yes. Yeah, so it's only three. I I take that away. I I even heard my boy Colin Coward today. He's like, with three turnovers, you can put Colt McCoy in that game and he's going to do it. Like Taylor Heineke didn't do anything – very Correct. specials that it was the turnover differential there and that's somewhere.
1: one of those times where yeah, like the, the numbers don't tell you the true story so we yeah. jo- I joked about it last night with one of our buddies but it's like i don't want anyone to ever you know it's like wow can you believe the eagles lost by 11 points yeah. it's like that is not you are no that's idea not what a story about yeah. right because calling it an 11 point loss is making it sound so much more dramatic and worse than what we actually saw So anyway, uh, moving on to my second thing was uh, I think, you know, we've we've really have we've been looking for the Eagles to show more consistency on offense throughout the entire football game. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, actually play a full football game where and and I think uh, was at our last episode where we were just like, oh, my God, they scored a touchdown against the Steelers in every single quarter. Mm -hmm. I thought that they got off to a hot start last night. They scored two touchdowns in the first quarter. Go figure. Uh, how many times has a team scored two touchdowns in the first quarter and still lost the game? But, um, and then I think they scored again at the very beginning of the, of uh, whatever. Anyway, our offense looked good. I felt like it's, it was never a matter of our offense not being able to move the ball. I mean, there were a couple times where I think we didn't con- convert on, on third down and we had to punt, but for the most part, our offense seemed to have a steady rhythm. We got to the run a little bit too late, but, um, the offense looked good. It really the defense and and sir, our uh, coach Gannon, I I think is really where we can start. If we're if we're going to be pointing fingers, I think that's where we start out. Yeah, well,
0: we can start getting into the downs. I, I and, and we can start with yours. I, I I do like the way we started the game. We scored our first touchdown after a turnover and didn't pass the ball one time. Um, and Jalen's little jump pass was sick. That was like a Derrick Henry play that, that we've seen before. But like Miles yeah. Sanders only got the ball one time in the first half. One right. carry. It's insane. So I, I feel like, yes, I agree with what you're saying there. But it's almost like as soon as a few chunk passing plays happen, it's like it, it, I don't know who's actually calling the plays over there. It's like um, Yeah. It's like tunnel vision. It's like we're just going to call pass, 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 pass. And we're screaming in the stands, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So I agree to an extent that the offense looks fine and I think we're okay. But the Eagles tend to do better, like at least last year against that offensive line, we're running the ball. We're just not running the ball enough. But here's the thing, like
1: we're we're trying – we're criticizing – something that doesn't need to be criticized because what they were doing was working it like even though they they weren't running the ball even though miles sanders look i want him to touch the ball more but the fact of the matter is is that we had some turnovers that kept him off of the field Mm. and when we were on the field um we were moving the ball and and you know like i want a balanced attack and it was kind of interesting seeing it as such an obvious difference in the second half because then it was like wow they're actually making a point to give miles the ball and it's interesting that that's happening when we're playing from behind Mm -hmm. but I think it was just like we don't need to panic there's plenty of time left uh you know they held Washington to a couple of field goals at the end of at the end of the half I guess that would have been another up if I could have uh, had one is that they they held Washington to a field goal and like even you know you're having a good night when Joey Slyke he kicked a 58 yarder as the as the half came to an end. So I know we're bouncing off a couple of things. It's just it's it's kind of just it's a lot. It, yeah, it's making it just kind of more and more like inconceivable that we found a way to to lose this game. But but getting back to my main point was that it's it's not because of the offense. So even sure. though we agreed. we didn't
0: run much, yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, why don't you go
1: into your two downs? Yeah, so my two downs, like I don't know, uh, enemy number one, suspect number one. Uh, John, John, Jonathan Gannon right now. I'm like, I'm, I am not, I don't get it. I don't Mm -hmm. get the game plan. I don't get the lack of adjustments. Um, I know like Taylor Heineke, he, he converted a couple third down plays in the first half. And it's like, is that enough to then just continue to focus on the pass and, and allow our run defense to just kind of continually get moved and and ran over. I felt like we were, we were dominated in the trenches and I would have rather us stack another guy in the box. Yes. Really defend the run. Even if it means you have one less person in coverage, right? Let Taylor Heineke beat you with his arm. There's no reason in the world that we, needed to defend the pass and let them continue to keep these these drives going that's what kept the drives going these long sustainable drives where they're running the ball and they're moving six seven yards here and like i mean brian robinson i give this guy all the credit in the world that before his touchdown that really nice touchdown stretch play he had a run where it was a 10 yard run where he carried six guys on top of like it's just you're realizing how much we miss Jordan Davis right yes. now. And that, and that yep. is a, yep. um, a silver lining that we will get him back. Um, but it's, it's really, we need to see an adjustment. We're, we're, we're about to go up against dude, these run, these run offenses that we're about to see. We're about to see some, And you've brought yeah. it up time and time again. We got Saquon, we got Derrick Henry uh, this weekend coming up. We're going to have uh we're going to have Jonathan Taylor, arguably, yeah, arguably the, best. the best. Yeah, right. So, this is something where I don't even care if, if we get beaten coverage, I want to sell out to to stop the run.
0: Like yeah, I, I don't know why his son Redick wasn't rushing at all. I don't I, I I saw what two blitzes all game? One or two blitzes all game. There was no pressure on on dude, it's Taylor Heineke. I and, and he's, he's not it's dude, I, I it was you have no idea. I mean, you were watching how <laughs> frustrating it is. Just to know that a run is coming and they're getting four or five yards every single time.
1: Yeah, I'll have to. I'll send you and I'll. I'll try to post this for for all the for all the fans out there who are interested. But there, do you remember when we saw the side by side image of the pitcher on um, on Houston yeah, tipping? Yeah, tipping. Yeah. So the um one of the tackles was it Trent um Trent Williams or I oh of, I
0: did see this.
1: He literally had two different stances for when the commanders were going to run versus when they were going to pass the, some guy said, he's like, I just watched the film 20, like 22 for 22. He was on calling what was going to happen just based off of how the offensive That's lineman pathetic. was standing. So like, how pathetic. do we not see these things? Um, So, so, so run defense slash Gannon's game plan, huge, huge downer. Yeah. And um, I don't know. There's a couple different, I guess, ways that we could go with this, with this next one. Um, you know, but I'm gonna say like maybe it was maybe it was a bad thing for us to start off the game so successfully on offense. Like we we scored right away, went up seven nothing, and then we scored on the following drive. And it's like, did that all of a sudden like make the defensive approach a little bit more laid back? I don't think that was the case, but mm-hmm. hey, I don't know. Like it just seemed like our like after that first fumble on the first drive by the Commanders, we had a sack, fumble recovery, touchdown. Like who could have seen this coming nobody so um so i guess we just started off too hot alex i guess we'll call that yeah. a down
0: how about yeah. yours yeah well i think i think first off and and I, I was actually debating am i even going to say this on the podcast cuz 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 it's going to be recorded and i don't want i don't want anyone to think i have the perception of this about the refereeing and i i am like very much anti well refs make or break the game but here's the down. They have a lot of influence on a game and a penalty really needs to be called when something is very, very, very clear and egregious. I'm going to ask a question to you and like, how would you handle the situation in a little bit? But there were just a few calls that I was like, you can't throw a flag on that. So the first one was that hit out of bounds. He was clearly in bounds.
1: So this was in the, I think that was what, so I I know the player talking about, I think it was Curtis Samuel. He Mm -hmm. caught, caught a pass and, uh, yeah, he was going towards the sideline and right before he went out of bounds, he got pushed. And then they, and this was in but, like the fourth quarter.
0: Yeah. But like you, you see it like you, like there's a difference between, and I was telling my wife, what does it mean when something's like a opinion base? It's objective, right? Or subjective. Subjective.
1: Subjective is yeah, so. So. Running. So
0: something like a like a like a holding call is is subjective. Something like a defensive pass interference is subjective. There there's a level of interpretation, and you have to make the call. But being on the field and getting hit and being called late out of bounds is is something that you can visibly see. And the other one that's worse, and this is my question to you, is that face mask call on Dallas Goddard was such a bad missed call because in various snapshots you see the ref looking at this he's looking at the ball you can see and there and it wasn't even like the guy like let off his face mask like it is a very clear indication on what happened and I think and and this is the question I I, I want to ask you in a fumble situation should that play be reviewed? And overturned if a personal foul and something that is a definite no-no in the league cause that fumble, like your face getting ripped off, so you're not breaking your neck, right? Like if I was a targeting call, personal foul into head and neck area on a defensive receiver, or a face mask, which is universally accepted as something you just cannot do. And period, there's no there's no other there's no other debate on the matter. Should should that call be overturned because a personal foul occurred, yes or no? it should i mean it,
1: i wonder if we'll even if we'll get to a point where uh, like even if it wasn't a turnover even if it was just a i don't know I, I i feel like i i was i was listening to them checking in with whoever the um you know the, the the head referee is who they sometimes go to when they're in the booth and he did say that there is like increasing conversations about these types of things being reviewable i don't know if that is just because uh, if it has to do with the turnover but like hey let's at least start there let's at at the very least if it's a turnover play and there's something that's egregious like that then yeah like that because the weight of the game
0: those things sway a game completely it, it, it doesn't even matter what part of the game it is the dude is getting his face masks pulled right it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's the fourth quarter and you only call that in clutch moments right but, but on the flip side of that, I feel like you're opening up Pandora's box. Remember that nightmare when we tried revealing past interference? What an awful idea that was. Like, just what an awful, awful, awful idea. Because nobody ever won because it has to be, like, 100% like the opposite, clear and clear and concise. It's just
1: weird that it's not revealed. Like, there was a – first of all, there was a ref standing right there. I don't know how you – know. You missed it. So, like, to miss to miss that call on top of the other calls that were being made. And, like, I mean, this is – the the first play that I thought of when you when you started bringing this topic up was obviously the Brandon Graham late hit. And and what I thought you were going to ask was, can you make a call like that at that point in the
0: game? It's like, was it a late hit? Yeah. Yes. But it's like, that was a... But Heineken, you was... know, he threw on a performance because the second the flag went out, he's jumping up and down going yippee kaye And one second before, he's on his back throwing his arms up in there. He's like, whoa, you see that? Like... Because he, he knows what that what he, that he, meant. Yeah, he, he knows he, that that put won in the act. game.
1: He put and, on an act, and that's how right they needed they needed
0: that to happen in order to win. Like we, like you know what? That's a dress in NHL. Like you can't flop like that. And if they call it, it's a penalty on you, and you you are shorthanded. It's
1: just so hard. Like I don't think that Brandon Graham was coming to rip this guy's head off. Like yeah. he he definitely slowed down towards the end, and I just like we're still playing football here and we're trying to keep people safe. But like that is it when it's in the moment and the game is moving that fast and Brandon Graham didn't kill him. Yeah. It, like he tried to slow, like, come on, you can't decide an entire football game based on that. It's just, yeah.
0: I, I do <sighs> think it, it is the way it's written. I do understand why the flag was, I'm pissed but I, I do understand why the flag was thrown. He, he did know, have me time too. to stop. Like I get it. Like I'm yeah. not sitting here saying like, so, so, so here's the point. I think the refs have a lot of influence on a game, but I'm not blaming the refs for why the Eagles lost because we had two opportunities to go down. The last drive of the game, we didn't do anything. And then the drive before that, and it just so happened in front of me, and it's the second down, was that Quez Watkins play. And it's one of those situations, in my opinion, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. If he... Uh, caught the ball, stayed on the ground, had all that space in front of him, got touched. And for whatever reason, we didn't score a touchdown that drive. We would have been screaming, "Why didn't Quez get up and start running?" And he didn't score a touchdown on that drive. And blah blah blah. No, but
1: like he gave his body up, and then he got late hit. Like I don't understand, like why why <laughs> yeah, that play was wasn't on his knees.
0: Yeah, he said <laughs> he gave himself up. Oh man. Oh, dude, you're so right. Um, it's a joke, by the way, guys. Um, yeah, so so and, and then and then he got up and Nick Nick Siriani basically said that in the press conference. He's like, We teach it, you get up, you're off kilter. you don't like the you're more worried about getting up in the ball security, got punched right out. That's what defensive players do, but we also teach the guys to play aggressive and go make a play if he can make a play. So I feel for Quez. Um, but that was like that was just such a deflating moment. It was an amazing throw. It was such a momentum. It happened right in front of me. Like that. That like we're, our seats are on the twenty five yard line, and that happened at the twenty five yard line. And the second it came out, um, you know, everyone said, "Oh, he was down," and then I saw pretty quick he wasn't touched. I saw was, the ball come out. I was like, "Oh man!" They like
1: <laughs> it, it's like the announcers had had just had just said how um, I don't think Jalen Hurts has ever had a, a comeback win yet. Or at least a fourth quarter comeback win, and uh, it, it's like I feel like that was the very next play. He hits this beautiful downfield pass, and rainbow. Thi-
0: it was beautiful. It was beautiful.
1: It was gorgeous. Uh, and hey, like Quez made a. He caught the ball. I remember he, there was a, a deep pass last year that 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 went right through his hand. So great that he made the catch. Was that and him or like, Hightower?
0: I thought that was Hightower.
1: It's happened to Hightower in the past, yeah. but Quez definitely yeah. dropped. So I Hightower dropped a doesn't few- play anymore. <laughs> correct. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I. Uh,
1: you, you do have to. It, again, it's it's just like all of these things happening just further make you realize, that no matter how hard we tried, things were just never going to go our way. Like even the the AJ AJ Brown 50 ball uh, that ended up being intercepted. It's like that was a heck of a play by the defense. Yeah. And I don't know. I think we're very used to seeing AJ come down with that. I will say AJ. That was he's a little. Uh, I, I hope there's no. I hope he's okay. I hope he's healthy. It it seemed like he just was not. He wasn't his usual self yesterday. Um, Mm -hmm. It's again more cleat issues. I, I. So I hopefully there's nothing doing with him. We can't afford to lose any any more members of the passing attack.
0: So so here's my consensus on on the entire game as a whole. Even with some some huge breaks that went for the commanders, even though they controlled two thirds of the game. Even though we had three, four turnovers, whatever you want to call it, it's very apparent we're the better team here. It is just so, it is so obvious we are the better team here because even with all of that, we were in a prime position to win. But again, a few big breaks got in the way. And if you're listening to this as a Commanders fan, which I doubt there's very much of you, like you know (laughs) that we're a better team than you. You realize if we play you 10 times, that win's only happening one out of, two out of 10 times, right? Like, let's just call a spade a spade here. Um, I did not like the spread. I actually um, did not think, I I, I thought Washington was going to cover the spread. I I think we're keeping it a little bit close in games. The only real concern I have, Andrew, is not our talent level. It's actually how good the NFC East is right now. Believe it or not, we're only one game ahead of the Giants, which is like crazy to believe because their teams, like they're just like not good. Um they so, have yeah. nobody. They have they have no all-stars except Saquon. That's it. And like I'm surprised that there's they're hanging with it. The NFC at least became NFC Beast.
1: That's right. Here's what I will say: if we're gonna lose to a team in the NFC beast, it may as well be the Commanders. You know, if we're gonna take an L, if we're gonna take one on the chin, I'm very happy that it's to the Commanders. So uh, here's
0: what I said as I was leaving the stadium. I said, thank God it wasn't Carson Wentz. <laughs> Could you imagine? At the end of the day, oh, I would just like, bad.
1: it's kind of funny. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, I still feel like Carson Wentz was the biggest loser. It's like not only, you know, like he got destroyed. I think we, we had, what, nine sacks the first time that we played them. And then this time probably lost his job for good because I, I think he was actually eligible to return um, from his injury next week. But I'm sure they'll stick with Heineke.
0: I mean, we'll see, man. I mean, regardless what you want to say on Heineke, the, the game was won on the ground. Um, you know, we would say
1: that, and, and this is where I kind of, you know, how I look at Jalen hurts sometimes, maybe earlier in his career when I was trying to feel a little bit more hopeful towards Jalen, but there are just some guys that find a way to win. Even, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. And I feel like Taylor Taylor Heineke is just, we saw it last year and some guys just have this ability to win, even if they yeah. don't have the strongest skill set. And I felt like Jalen, even if he even if he wasn't going to have the skill set, I mean that and he does. Um, but at the time, I was just like, you know, he's still he's still a, a player. He's a baller. He's a leader. He's going to figure out a way to to try to guide the team to victory. Uh, so I see a lot of that in Heineke. Um even though, you know, he didn't throw any touchdowns. He had an interception. It, it was it was not a beautiful game on paper, but he fa- he figured out a way to do it.
0: The interception um, was really bad. I mean, it was, I was, I, I called it, like, as soon as he let it go, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why he? Yeah. It, it
1: basically was a punt, you know? It was like, uh, yeah. so, uh, hey, it, it, if there's another thing that we can kind of, another silver lining, something that we can be a little, um, something to make it a little easier to get over this week is that we watched Dallas for the first time and hit. So I think they were 195 and O when leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter. And that streak came to the most beautiful end one could ever imagine in Lambeau uh, and Lambeau field against a weird struggling Packers team awful that came back and, and beat the Cowboys, which is great for the Eagles. Um, the, the the Giants won, but they played the Texans. So you know, good for you. Another lousy opponent. I still don't. Whatever. Say what you want about the Giants, them being a game behind us. I still don't believe in them. Uh, I'm happy that we get to still play them twice. Yeah, I guess I, I what, think
0: Dallas is a better team than than the than the Giants. I do, the yeah. I do too. I do too.
1: Because Dallas's defense is very good, and uh, I mean, heck, they they look their run. Their run offense looks so much better without Zeke yeah. now. Tony Pollard is awesome, and and I think uh, they had a rookie this past week who looked great. What I do want to just talk about real quick, though, is like I do want to kind of just chat about the Vikings real quick. And I saw, you know, take it, take it all with a grain of salt, especially the power ranking stuff. I try not to get too carried away with it, but I did see the Vikings as number one in one of the power rankings. And after I threw up in my mouth, I just couldn't, like, I get it. And it, it, I get it. It's like, you know, what have you done for me lately? And so, okay, the Vikings, like, dude, I mean, we'll get in the swing in it, but I picked the Commanders two weeks ago, but they barely got, like, they beat the Commanders 20 to 17. They beat the Bills. That is a, that is an amazing win. Like, definitely deserving of a legit, like a legitimacy, but I'm sorry. The Eagles still completely demolished them when we played them earlier in the season. And anyone that was watching that game last night saw that that was not really what you're going to continue seeing out of the Eagles, at least in terms of mistakes. So it's kind of laughable to me that the Vikings are number one, but I I guess, Alex, do you think it's a good thing? Because do you think that the Eagles will use that as even more motivation? Yeah, I,
0: I don't think anyone's really looking at th- I, I could not imagine somebody like Jalen Hurts looking at power rankings analyzing it. <laughs> I just couldn't see it. He, here, Here's the thing about Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins is Kirkland brand at Costco. He's Kirkland. That's what he is. And what happens with Kirkland is, you know, people rave about Kirkland brand. They made really good golf balls. They have really good vodka. But if you're wearing a Kirkland shirt out, you're not going to go home with the pretty girl at the end of the night. And that's just (laughs) what Kirk Cousins is. And it's been proven time and time again that he 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 sucks in clutch moments. He couldn't even fall down the one yard line correctly and was a fluke fumble that came like he threw a duck up to like you want to talk about the Justin Jefferson catch incredible it was because there were a fourth and 18 situation that he just said screw it I'm going to throw it up there anyway there was nothing skillful about that so so Kirk Cousins is just Kirkland brand and I love it because I don't like the Vikings at all um and they're always going to Kirk Cousins is just always going to be good enough to keep his job and I said it the other day. They're going to have a huge fall from grace. You know, they 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 do this all the time. Kirk Cousins has proven time and time again he just can't get it done. He, but they he, have TJ
1: Hawkinson now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then here's my thoughts on power rankings. Power rankings, in my opinion, are not a cumulative thing. I think it's more based off, like, super recent performance. Eagles coming off a loss to a team that's not doing very well. Minnesota, only one loss beating a team. Like Buffalo, who's been really the the favorite. I, I still think the Chiefs are the best team in NFL, truthfully. Um, but yeah, I can see why people would put the Vikings one and two. It's it's based off the last two weeks. It's not based off of, well, we played them in this week and here's what that looks like. I think when people are looking at the whole gamut of the NFL, and as more teams are finding out more film, let's not forget the Eagles have a lot of new blood, a lot of new people in here. People are really starting to figure us out. And I do I do think it helps. It, it would tarnish that. So uh, I'm, also, it, yeah. I'm also glad to see that the Dolphins are starting to get some respect and they're like in the top five. The Dolphins are uh, a shadow team this year, a dark horse this year.
1: Well, Alex, it's, it's funny that you just brought up both the Chiefs and the Dolphins because looking at the most recent MVP odds – Currently, Patrick Mahomes is the favorite mm-hmm. at plus 125, which believe is, which it. Yep, is pretty solid. And Tua is number is number two. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> so so Hertz moved to number three at plus five hundred. Josh Allen plus six hundred. I was expecting to see the Josh Allen dip because he arguably blew the game for them with the fumble and then also the interception. Awful, the inter- the
0: awful interception. It was like a second down, too. Like he had yeah, he didn't have to get it done right there. Insane. He's and like I
1: I didn't even think he was gonna pl- like. I thought that the injury. I know he's dealing with some sort of injury. Yeah. Um. I thought that was gonna keep him out, and he still performed very well. Uh. But un- unfortunately, just didn't come up big when they need when they needed him to. So so yeah. It looks like Mahomes is the current favorite. Hertz dropped to number three. I still ex- expect this to change, but it does look like the Dolphins are for real. I'm a little. I'm looking at Super Bowl odds and they they do still have the Bills and the Chiefs as the top 2, respectable, understandable. The yeah. Eagles are at number 3 uh in terms of odds, followed by the Cowboys at number 4. So it's interesting seeing the Cowboys as the fourth uh team and not the Vikings. They also have uh they have the 49ers tied with the Cowboys actually. So uh both the Cowboys and the Niners are ahead of the Vikings in terms of um in terms of odds, the 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 Dolphins are number 10. I guess that's because they play with the Bills and the Chiefs, and both of those two teams are going to be the heavy favorites in the AFC. Um, but with that being said, the Eagles are still the team to beat in the NFC, still still the highest odds of winning the NFC conference. So, um, But yeah, it looks like the Cowboys and the 49ers are the two teams that we're going to, you know, at least judging by Vegas, those are the two teams that we have to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, 49ers are are odd. They're they're just a they're just a weird team. I just like they're they're good. Um, I don't they're know. They're not
1: convincing. They're not. They're convincing. not. They're, they're not. not.
0: It's it's even last year. How as far as they made, I just never really believed in them. I, um, you know, just all, like, yeah. Got yeah. uh, the Cowboys play the Vikings this weekend. Ooh, four twenty five game. So that's after our game.
1: Oh, so, that's that's yeah. awesome! Yeah, I that. I'm not even—I
0: don't even think I'm going to watch Red Zone. I think I'm just going to tune into that the whole time.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. Like during uh, during the bye weeks, when you get to that four o'clock hour and there's like two games on, you're just like, I might as well just
0: watch whatever the national game is anyway. <laughs> so um. I played this game <laughs> with my wife. So since you didn't know this, we're going to guess that spread. It is Cowboys are going to Minnesota. What is the spread you think on this? Who's favorite? It's a win by how many?
1: I will give – I will say if the Vikings are favored by any more than four, then that's that's a Vikings line, and I would bet the Vikings. But I'm going to say it's Vikings minus two.
0: I don't know why this is. It says Cowboys one, and they're the minus, away team.
1: Cowboys minus one? Cowboys minus one. Bet the Cowboys. Yeah, that's a, that might be a Cowboys win. That makes a lot of sense to me because really – yeah, when people see that, they're going to be like, that makes no sense, just like how you're reacting right now. Because, wow, uh, first of all, Minnesota's at home. And Minnesota just beat the best team in the NFL. And Dallas just blew a huge lead. Um, it's actually exactly why I think that the Eagles are in a very good position against the Colts this weekend. Very similar type of mindset. I think when... team, I-, I don't know. There's like... When a team... Has a very exciting, emotional win, which I think the Vikings did. I think that you do naturally come up a little bit flat next game, and I think that the Cowboys are in. It's not do or die, but like this, it's kind of must win. It's a
0: big deal. I mean, this is really going to be. You beat a team like Minnesota, regardless of where your position is, like you will. There's a lot that will come from that. It's going to be very deflating if if they lose to the Vikings. Um, well, let's uh, let's actually get into next week since we're already talking about it. Eagles are going to Lucas Oil Stadium. Stadium looks like a like a dick Sporting Goods from the outside, like it literally <laughs> does. You could just put like a dick sign on top of it and be like, oh, like oh, oh this is a football stadium. Um, if nobody <laughs> knows what I'm talking about, uh, do a Google search on Lucas Oil Stadium. From the outside, <laughs> it looks like a damn uh, Dick uh, Dick's Sporting Goods. A six and a half point favorite. Um, it looks like there's like a lot of drama with Saturday just coming in there as like an interim coach. A lot of people in the league don't like it. I I didn't really read too much on the on the drama. Frank Reich is now out of there. It'd be pretty cool if we brought him back somehow. Um,
1: the drama is pretty simple. The the drama is the guy went from being a analyst on ESPN on you know NFL Live, given his two cents. I think he also has a little bit of high school uh, football coaching experience. And when you're in a league where people very much feel that you you know you put in your your time and and like you know look at Deuce Staley all those years mm-hmm. when you are on the Colts staff and the head coach gets fired and then you pluck a guy from ESPN rather than mm-hmm. give it to maybe somebody who's already in the organization well that's just it Jeff Saturday was. This, you know, he was their center. He was the center of Peyton Manning. And I guess one could argue, you know, when we talked to Jason Avant, he said that Jason Kelsey, the center of the Eagles, was the smartest player on the team and basically um, called the plays out there. I I imagine Jeff Saturday has a very similar skill set, but it does kind of uh, But just to kind of uh, give you the update on why there's a little bit of of pushback. It's just because he wasn't coaching, and then the Colts were just like, hey, you know, Jim Irsay says, hey, you'll do. And it was not the best look to do that.
0: Yeah. So, okay. Uh, So so with this game, um, we just have to stop Jonathan Taylor. That's it. There's really (laughs) nothing else there. They're, They're wide receivers. What do they have? Pittman Jr.? Yeah, Pittman, uh they have uh That's Paris like-
1: K- Paris Campbell.
0: Yeah, Paris Campbell. Uh,
1: they have a couple big tight ends, but but uh no. they have been very quiet this year. They've been a very disappointing team oh, this Oh, Pierce.
0: Year. I like uh Alex Pierce. Alex Pierce rookie. Yeah. 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 But Grayson on- Grantson, I don't even know who the heck that is. So Here's Here's my thing, Alex. Yeah. Like
1: when we went in b- before the Vikings game, you made it sound very simple. You're just like, let's just put Slay on Jefferson. Shut him down. Easy peasy. And honestly, that's what we did. And it worked. And so, like, when I'm looking at this game, if we have one threat on the other side, Michael Pittman, that we're worried about. Let's on him. It's just like, can we just somehow just make, like, do this thing where yeah. we keep it away from him or we just, whatever, solo cut? I don't know. And just stop the run. I, we can't lose to the run again. It's it's
0: inexcusable. I just want to see us sell out on the run. That's it. Sell out. Sell out on the run. Put put Bradbury on Pierce. Put Slay on um, Pittman. Get our safeties down there. Just run like engage eights the whole entire time. Like Just like do like apps. Engage eights, a Madden play. I don't know if they actually run engage eight. Engage, if that's what yeah. it's called. <laughs> right. I got Sounds no freaking idea if that's what they do. <laughs> Cover zero. Well, no, they don't have two safeties then. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to get away from the actual play calling. Or all I'm out no, blitz. No credibility on this podcast, but bring um, the house every time. All <laughs> <Yeah>. out blitz. <laughs> but like, that's it. That's it. I, I, I that's what I want to see this week. I just want to see us sell out on the run. If we can keep, you know, Jonathan Taylor under four yards per carry, I'll consider that a win. Um, you know, with no injuries, I don't want to see him getting hurt. That's like the reason, like, we came back. I, Matt Ryan's too slow. So I think if we just stack the box, we get pressure on Matt Ryan and stop the run. Jonathan Taylor is definitely very much like he's actually kind of like a very versatile runner. It's not just North South, but um, that, that's it. Just sell out on the run. That's it. Have, have him double teams, have two spies on him. and They're just looking at the running back and where he's going to go. Like, that's all we need to do.
1: It's crazy. I'm, I'm just looking at some of the number comparisons now, and it, it's wild to think, you know, especially after last year, the year that Jonathan Taylor, the running back had They're 28th in the league in rushing right now. They, they average under hundred yards rushing per game. Uh, So if we can keep them under 100 yards, that would be, you know, I would be impressed. I'm not expecting that. Uh, So right now they're averaging just about eh, 98.7 yards per game. They're 30th in the league in scoring. They like they they average under 16 points a game. Um, You know, I know that the Colts have have they have some nice defensive players. Darius Leonard, linebacker, great player. But this is, again, another instance where we are the better team. It's just let's go in there and, and we have to win the turnover battle. It's it's. If you're going to look at any numbers that that tell the story of the Eagle season, the reason we were undefeated was well, every single one of those weeks we won the turnover battle and the week that we didn't, we lost. So, I think uh these freak fumbles won't happen. We're we'll clean some things up and hopefully like we've been talking about just uh, you know, stop the run by whatever means necessary. I like the Eagles by 10 in this game. Uh, I'm going with a 26-16 and uh i i i it, jeff saturday yeah he this this past week the colts won uh first game jeff saturday took over as head coach i feel like this is a thing that happens a new coach comes in a team is revitalized somehow they all just i don't know if they play for the coach or if they just feel some sort of extra thing to play for but uh I just feel like this is going to be a come down from that this week. So you you have the Colts coming off of a, of a big win. You have the Eagles coming off a very disappointing loss, very similar to this Cowboys Vikings dynamic. So I expect the I expect the Eagles to to come out on top.
0: All right, yeah, I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I'm going to give the Eagles a four point win here, twenty eight to twenty four. Um, maybe coming Ooh, down, to sweaty. like uh, a game-winning drive. I mean, Matt Ryan's done that against us a lot. Uh, I can't so. remember the
1: last time that you picked another team to actually score a touchdown against the Eagles. So yeah. this is this actually feels like a real <laughs> score again.
0: Oh, they're not going to. I said that for the for the Steelers. I said that for the. They're definitely not going to score a touchdown that game.
1: Forty-five to three.
0: Yeah, F- Fanduel's loving it. They're like, oh, no touchdowns. All right, we'll give you plus a <laughs> thousand on that one, man. <laughs> How much you want to bet? You want to retire? or No, come on. Um, yeah. So I I think it's that i think it'll be i, I think it'll be closer it may come down to a game-winning drive um you know matt ryan's kind of been given a second chance we'll see what he's able to do i i don't think he's very talented but um i am a little bit worried about the run i'm worried that we so jordan davis won't be back this weekend correct uh he's he still has a little bit to go um jordan, so
1: and also i mean we, we haven't really dallas, talked about oh yeah that. Dallas, dallas goddard, goddard. yeah, yeah so. dallas
0: goddard's out for a little bit so a little bit worried i do like jack Stoll. i like that uh what's his name Cal- calcaterra
1: Calcaterra, I think he's a rookie.
0: Yeah, Calcaterra, and then what's the uh, what's up with Tyree? Is he uh, like ever playing again?
1: Tyree Jackson, yeah, I know he he was like always my just like hopeful, just based off of his size. I was just like, oh, he's like six foot nine and he's fast. He's gonna be great. Uh, I don't know if he's even still. I don't know if he's still with the team or not.
0: And I'm calling it this week. We're gonna see some sort of like insane trick play. We haven't had one in a few weeks. We're gonna see one.
1: I just hope that this gives us more. Reason to 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 establish a run game because yeah. look, Goddard is a huge loss, and I think that he might be the most under. I don't know. He might be the most underrated player on the offense because we might not realize how how good he actually is, or how much he actually does, or 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 you know the type of safety blanket that he can be for for Hertz. Um, but I, I I feel like our offense is good enough to overcome this. And I do hope that it does mean that we are a little bit more willing to run the ball. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Alex, you ready to swing it?
0: Swing it! In. Underdog picks for the week. So we did not have a show last week, but the show before that was really bizarre because we both lost twenty to seventeen. There was multiple games that there was twenty to seventeen. And even though in a week and a year we're underdogs, we're doing well. We are just not doing entirely good with uh, with swinging at picks.
1: We have not. So, um, well, this is a new week, and honestly, Alex, I feel like the football year is really only like halfway over. So, uh, yeah. so the second half is is where we really we is where we really find our rhythm.
0: yeah so all right here here's my pick i saw it immediately liked it we talked about this team earlier the new york giants are playing at home against the detroit lions giants are a three-point favorite the giants are winning but boy is it so close it's coming down to like one because even against like the texans i I think there was like a late like turnover touchdown or something but they were like up by like four and 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 there was like a pi in the end zone like something happens where i was like Oh, like the Texans like just, just would have won if that penalty wasn't called. And I think the Lions are kind of hitting a groove a little bit. I don't know if it was from the hard knocks or what, but like I think a lot of people are trying to roll with the, with the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to call it the upset. Detroit mm-hmm. Lions, give me three points on it. Going to be rooting for them. Like that team, like that defensive front. Um, we'll see what happens. I think they'll be able to stop Saquon and force Danny to throw. I
1: love that. Um, yeah, the, the the Lions coming off a big win this past week against yeah. the Bears. That was a big one crazy ending. Justin yeah. Fields. At, so I'm looking here, and I see Justin Fields. The Chicago Bears are on the road against the Falcons. The Falcons are not a scary team at all. Uh, the Bears mm. are getting three, which is very tempting. I like that coming off of a loss. I'm also looking... At the Broncos, who are favorited, which automatically makes me want to take the other team. Oh, my gosh. Will Will, will Derek Carr's tears? Will what Derek is Carr's...
0: going on with the Raiders, man? <laughs> Sheesh.
1: Well, they just lost to the Colts, right? So they lost to the Colts. Oh, they just, man. They just blew a game against a, a, a coach that was just picked off picked up off. Uh... Oh, my Lord. Um. Okay. The Chargers, I kind of like in a division game. They're hosting the Chiefs. That would be a weird win. And that's a six and a half point line. That's that's juicy. Okay, Andrew, time to make a decision. All right. I'm going. This makes no sense, but to me it does. Everyone thinks the commanders are all awesome now, huh? Well, guess what? I'm gonna take the home team. I'm going with the Houston Texans again. Oh
0: man. Oh, I'm man. taking the
1: Texans because they're only they're a three and a half point underdog to the Commanders. They're gonna have like, to
0: win eventually. If you're going to have to them win, eventually. You're not only going to win one game this season.
1: I am rolling with this mindset of a team coming off of a big win is then going to poop their big boy pants the very next game. So you're going to have Dallas lose to Minnesota. <laughs> you're going to have the Colts lose to the Eagles. And now you're going to have the Commanders lose to the Texans. Give me the Texans, baby.
0: All right, man. All right, guys. Well, hey, um, thanks for kicking it with us. A little bit of a therapy session. This feels good. This feels good. I can't tell you the last time I've actually felt this good after a loss. Um, we can't it's lose It's been again a long time, Alex. It's, it's been, been a, a s- long time. It's been years. Who even
1: knows? You've been. You were a different person the last time that we lost. I know. You've grown so much in such little time, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, Out proud of us. Yeah, <laughs> outwards.
0: Right. <laughs> All so, right, man. Hey, well, glad we're able to do this. Thank you for kicking it with us. We will try not to miss another week of episodes, but as you know, life sometimes gets in the way. Uh, hopefully, we will be coming into our next episode nine and one through eleven weeks of the NFL. Um, mm, that sounds we'll, right. Yeah, we'll break it down, talk about what will uh, will be upcoming next, and as always, guys, thanks for tuning in. Talk to you later. Go first.